and welcome to Sweet Talk. I'm Richard Shankle, and thank you for tuning in to this month's installment of Unidyne's C-Suite podcast. Over the course of each segment, we'll uncover how senior leaders in our partnered accounts foresee the future, the victories, and the challenges that frame organizational success. Joining me on today's program is Michael Pogg, co-founder, president, and CEO of Great Lakes Management. His company provides end-to-end development, marketing and management services to property owners and investors. In the senior living industry, Great Lakes Management is known for providing attractive, modern housing options that meet a range of needs. I'm so glad you were able to join me, Michael. Welcome to Sweet Talk. Richard, uh, pleased to spend some time with you here this morning. And uh, I'll just say at the outset how much we appreciate the partnership we have with Unidyne and uh, the work that you're doing on our behalf for our seniors. We appreciate it, too, and I know the growth you're all going through is amazing out there. So we're looking forward to seeing things roll out and continue to see your business model continue to grow. So I'd like to start off with a question for you, Uh, and uh, maybe you can give me your input and really appreciate you being on the call. Uh, As developers, marketeers, and property managers, Great Lakes Management's senior living portfolio includes apartment communities for those who are 55 plus, and also continuing care retirement communities that offer a broader variety of amenities and care options. How does your strategy for attracting new residents differ across these two very different types of properties? Well, yeah, thank you for that question. And indeed, we do have two very distinct senior markets that we operate in, one being the 55 plus, or what we really call the active adult market, and then our assisted living communities. We probably have almost 20 or so of each So, and they are distinct, as you might um, imagine, the active adult market, much more discretionary in terms of the the timing of these seniors who tend to be in the 70, 75 year old age age range. Um, In many cases, they're coming out of homes uh, that perhaps they've lived in for 20 or 30 or 40 years, um, recognizing that it's time to downsize, recognizing that they would love a turnkey lifestyle, a turn the key and go type of lifestyle. Uh, But it's also a big decision. It's a significant lifestyle change. So particularly with our new communities where it's new construction, it's a much longer sales cycle. We start that sales cycle uh, virtually from the time we put a shovel in the ground. The kinds of things that we do tend to be a little different as well with informational meetings and lunch and learns and digital outreach. And interestingly enough, seniors tend to still like to have something in their hands. So... So direct mail works, um, though expensive. And then in contrast, our senior living communities, much more need-driven, often individuals who are dealing with a health challenge or a health crisis that may be coming out of a hospital stay or a TCU, um, often, most often, working with families, adult children, or other loved ones who are helping to make those decisions. But, you know, the common ground is that it's our job to build a trust-based relationship with, with families and with future residents to meet their needs wherever they're at, to help them overcome the challenges, the concerns, the issues. They, they want to make this decision, but it tends to be daunting for them in all cases. So 
we need to come alongside of them and, and manage the process, help them manage the process on the timeline that works for them. Yeah, wow. So I, I presume it gets kind of difficult with some of the families, too, of getting them to the next level. Would that be a correct assumption? It's not just as simple they walk in the door and sign off and say we're here. It, it's correct. It's undoubtedly a process. I would say with both of these market segments, it, it, it's not an event. It's a process. And it, we tend to think in terms of 10 or 12 or 15 points of contact and, and interactions. And it really, we, I like to say we need to build a, a, a trust-based relationship that's strong enough to support the weight of the decision we're asking them to make. So that just takes time. It really does. Very interesting. Oh, given what's going on in the world today, I'm sure it's become even more difficult with life. But oh. So I have another question. What are the trends you have your eye on as America's population of aging adults grows? What helps you keep occupancy rates in the communities you manage impressively above market average? Well, I think the first thing that I would say is, uh, indeed, the age wave is very real. Uh, despite the pandemic, um, America is graying. The age wave continues to come at us. So we as an organization remain very bullish on the, this industry and on the markets that we serve. I would say that um, in the near term, I think our industry has a challenge to overcome as in the last 12 months, in, in light of COVID, we've had a lot of bad press about senior housing, stories about isolation, stories about our strict protocols and, and even loss of life within senior housing communities. So fortunately, um, in our situation, and I think it's true within our industry, um, we have COVID. We haven't had a COVID case in any of our communities for five or six or seven months. We're, we're highly vaccinated, and our, the lifestyle has returned. But we need to get uh, we need to get COVID in the rearview mirror, and and that's a challenge that we're all dealing with. Yeah, I would oh, also say on a personal note, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I kind of. <laughs> Save or one we won't be talking COVID, <laughs> uh, but I, right. I think as you said in the world today, it's just a reality, you know, that just goes 24 by 7. So let's no, not hope. Let's make sure, you know, we get people vaccinated. That's the key. Uh, Unidyne is proud to partner with you, Great Lakes Management, at eight communities currently, and we'll be working together to initiate operations at additional new and planned locations before the end of 2022. What's amazing is the list keeps growing. It's clear to me that you're a savvy executive with a defined strategy in place for growth. Can you tell our listeners about that? How do you keep up that pace? Well, uh, we are excited about the opportunities for expansion and, and, and about uh, the partnership that we have with Unitine is a part of those uh, expansion opportunities. I, what I would say though is uh, in terms of growth, it's, uh, it's never been about growth for growth's sake from our perspective. Um, we say no to more opportunities than we say yes to. It's never been our goal to be the largest operator. Rather, I would say it's been our goal to be the most respected operator within the markets and the communities that we serve. And, and, and to be that, of course, the focus needs to be on reputation. It needs to be on quality of care. It needs to be on how we treat people with respect and dignity, and um, we really want to uh, 
grow to a scale and on a timeline that's that's manageable from our perspective. You know, we're for us, it's about getting right people in the right seats and been designing products that meet today's needs. And uh, so excited about those growth opportunities, but at the same time, really more concerned about uh, about how we do it than uh, than volume. It's just not a volume play for us. Interesting. I know you have strong roots in Minnesota and have developed long-standing business relationships in what I believe is your home state. Uh, but Great Lakes management is kind of like what happened with Unidyne. It starts expanding its businesses far away from the home state. And I understand you're going to be going as far as Texas. What has that been like for you? Because for me, it was it was a big challenge. Indeed, and and I would start out by saying um, our business model has always been a, a, a building upon relationships, and as you would know, Richard, it, you know you can uh, you can oftentimes market or sell your way into that that first deal with someone or with a business partner. You have to perform your way into the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth one. You're doing that with us. That's part of the, the, the formula that's worked so well for you, I know, and for, for Great Lakes. So, so um, we're excited about Texas. That tent, that's a newer uh, opportunity for us. We're in the early stages of that process. But really, the appeal, not only um, are the fundamentals wonderful down there with the explosive growth that's taking place in Texas with the business climate and certainly the weather as well, but uh, for us, we already have some business relationships down there, and we uh, have some very significant strategic relationships with within certain markets in Texas. So it really, for us right now, is about leveraging those. That makes that transition easier. And I think there are business practices that are transferable regardless of the markets you go into, but um, you also have to know what you don't know. And therefore, we look forward to relying on some of our strategic partners, again, to help us in, as, as we consider new markets. The final thing I'd say is that while we have been a Midwest-based, primarily Minnesota-Wisconsin-based organization, we have been in five states in our history, including Florida. So um, it, this isn't completely uncharted territory. Right. So... I can understand it, and then they start looking the, you know, you go state by state, very different people operating states, but it's, I call them airplane rides. <laughs> so uh, I founded Unidyne 20 years ago, and Great Lakes Management has been in business for 33, if I'm correct. Uh, I think it would be fair to say that each of us has seen developments in the industry that we didn't anticipate 20 or 33 years ago, or uh, what we in the last couple of years when we were starting out and especially over the last year and a half, do you think some of the changes we've seen will be permanent? Well, first of all, congratulations on 20 years of growth. Your story truly is extraordinary and we're as proud as we are of ours. You should be equally as proud of yours. Um, regarding these unanticipated events, we've given a lot of thought to that here internally, as every business is. I know. So the, these black swan events, which, like the pandemic, like the Great Recession, we could say like 9-11, which are supposed to happen only uh, 
every few generations just seem like they're happening with greater frequency. So as business people, I think it's a cautionary tale. I think that uh, we're at this place where we should expect and be prepared for the unexpected. And that for me, and I think for our business, means that we need to think in terms of leaving more margin. Leaving more margin in terms of the time we have available to manage unexpected, more margin in terms of financial resources and in terms of the, uh, the, the, the fundamental business model. You know, more generally, I would say that the accelerating pace of change in all areas of our lives is a challenge and it's hard for us all to keep up with. It's anxiety producing, you know, it's, it's accompanied by just increasing levels of uncertainty. And what I preach and talk about at Great Lakes is that, well, we can't predict the circumstances that we can find ourselves in. Our, our, our response to those circumstances should be predictable. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are some things that should be transcendent. You know, how we respond by maintaining perspective, by doing the next right thing, by treating people fairly, by acting with integrity. Those are things that that our employees, our residents, our, our business partners should be able to count on. So as, it, as unpredictable as uh, the world is, I think how we, the lens through which we respond should should remain predictable. I would agree with you, and I think the other part is, you know, crisis management, which some of this really is, is so dependent on the leadership of the organization, the sense of urgency, and how quickly. And I don't think it's just about the; it's about any crisis. And I think, like you said, we've weathered a load. And I don't think I, I think they're different, but it's how you respond. And it sounds to me like you've just done a wonderful job of figuring it out for all different crises. And I think that's kind of what I co always call a family-owned business has different senses of urgency and responsiveness as, you know, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you've been through a heck of a lot, I can tell you. <laughs> so, I'll, and my last question in the essence of time, for you, and I appreciate everything uh, you do for us, Great Lakes Management is family-owned and operated which to me, and I'm sure to a lot of our other listeners, is always inspiring to hear about in business. Uh, most organizations to get larger have to be smaller. Uh, how does that help you live your mission of making a positive difference in the lives of others over all these years? Well, we are a family-owned business, but um, frankly, it has only been really in the last, last six years that that whole uh, mantle of the business has been on, on my shoulders. I, I had partners for most of our history, including a very significant partner for 25 years until uh, sadly six years ago he passed away. So, um, But I would say that... Um, it, 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 you do look at at, at your business in a di little bit different lens um, than even when when you have partners. I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed that I, two adult children, Adam and Stephen, are both a part of our business now, and uh, even further blessed that they are uh, highly competent and thoughtful and energetic and and very motivated young men. So, as much as I have enjoyed every season of my life and every season of my business career, I would say that um, perhaps this has been the most gratifying one and certainly the most fun to have family members in sort of this next generation a part of what we do. 
you know, my hope when my two sons came into the business was that uh, they would see the same person that they uh, that they knew at home and as they grew up and as their father, that they'd see that same person and those things that we talked about and preached and those character qualities that have been important to us that would they'd see those coming true in terms of our business dealings. And I'm, you know, I'm, it's it's exciting because as a as a family-owned business with our the, the mission that we have of making a positive difference in the lives of others are, are both Adam and Stephen buy into that and they continue to help us sort of sell that culture because as much as I know it can be a cliche, um, it really, I mean, in our view, people are the only thing with an eternal shelf life. You know, it, they're what really, as I mentioned before, getting the right people in the right seats is what good things happen when you do that. So it's for us, it's been a been all about building an organization that uh, that hopefully now can withstand the test of time, regardless of those uh, uncertainties that we talk about, you know, coming our way. Wow. Oh, I, I applaud you, and I'll tell you why. Oh, I had a couple of my children when they were younger involved, and what started happening, and I don't know if you it'll bring anything to light in your, your household, is our conversations at every meal uh, used to get very focused, not on a lot of other things, but on the business. And uh, they slowly decided and went into some different directions. And I applaud you because it's a tough one when you have family involved, not in a negative way, but I am certain there are lots of conversations outside of work. And it's just a reality. And, uh, no doubt. Finding that balance, finding that, you know, when you have your 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 grandpa hat on versus your your business hat is it's an interesting and and, and tricky balance. But uh, we're, I was going to say, and, and it's a tough that. balance yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. no well, doubt. Well, thank you, Michael, for taking the time to talk with me today. It is a pleasure to partner with you to bring exceptional dining services to the residents of your community. And it, it's very exciting to me to be part of Great Lakes Management's continuous growth as well as exciting to all of our people. You are truly someone to watch. <clears throat> I do appreciate the insights you've shared today. I'm sure Sweet Talk listeners across the country do too. Tune in next month as we continue to provide exclusive access to key decision makers in the C-suite. Thank you. Michael, and thank you for listening. Have a great day. Richard, thank you. Great to be with you today.